Hello, and welcome to Becoming Me, Discovering You, the podcast where we dive deep into the transformative journey of self-discovery and healing. I'm your host, Quan, and through my raw and authentic conversations, I'll be sharing my own personal journey of becoming, offering insights, lessons learned, and strategies that have helped me along the way. But this podcast isn't just about me, it's about you too. Whether you're seeking guidance, healing, or simply a space to reflect and grow, Becoming Me, Discovering You is here to support you in every step of the way. So grab a cup of tea, take a deep breath, and join us on this path of self-discovery and healing. Welcome to another enlightening episode of Becoming Me, Discovering You. I'm your host, Quan, and today we're going to be diving into the topic of nurturing your inner child. I felt this was an important conversation that did require some attention and understanding because um, to me, I feel like it's an important step or even the first step of being able to truly heal um, and move forward within our life today. Now, before I do get started, I do want to start off with a quote that I felt it was, it represented what today's episode is basically about. Um, And this quote is by Margaret Paul, and it states, by reparenting our inner child, we can release and heal the pain from the past. Now, I did think this quote was a good one for today because our inner child holds memories And it also holds emotions and wounds from our past experiences. And in order for us to be able to fix those issues, I do really feel like we have to find a way to, as they said, quote unquote, reparent our inner child or take care of our inner child. And we can do that with more self-compassion and love for ourselves, most definitely on the love And for me, it's heavy on the self-compassion because I'm not too kind to myself. Now, before I do get into how much self-compassion I need to give myself, I do want to let y'all know a little bit of what exactly the inner child is that I'm speaking about. Now, I did do some research about what this inner child of ours And I found definitions of inner child. And for mine and what I found on the internet, it was about the same. Um, Now, I will tell you what my definition is. And then I'll tell you what I found on the internet. So mine is, to me, your inner child is just your part of ourselves that allows us to be able to deal with our day-to-day basis or day-to-day life that we're thrown each and every day. Um, I feel like our inner child is, we really abuse our inner child because I feel like the more we hold in trying to just make it to another day and not really discuss how we feel, I feel like that impacts our inner child and it hurts. It hurts us in the long run. It doesn't allow us to, like I said, truly heal and move forward from what is hurting us for real. 
um, because we're just suppressing everything. So we're just putting it on this child, basically, that doesn't really understand why it's feeling the way that it feels. Now, what I found when I did my research was, again, this definition, there's many definitions on the internet. This is what I seen and I felt that summed it up the most. And it was, I'm going to quote it, the inner child refers to part of our psyche that still holds onto the innocence, creativity, and enchantment of childhood. It symbolized, it's a symbol of our forgetting self, the self that ex- existed before we taught, we were taught to fit into society, so social norms, before we learned about responsibility, disappointment, and this harsh thing called life. Now, with that, I feel that their definition is kind of, kind of, sort of like mine, but different. I do understand where they're coming from because if you think about it, when we were children, we live, we just live free. So if you think about your inner child, your inner child just wants to live freely, wants to not be judged, wants to not have to really stress or worry about so many responsibilities. But as an adult, we know we have to deal with those things. So to me, I feel, I feel like my inner child is that person that holds that smile that you're looking for every day or that relief that you're looking for to just make it through the day and for it to be genuine and not something that we're just moving on. We're just, you know, we're just moving on because it sounds good or whatever. Now, I did find different ways and different ways that I cope or try that I did to help with my inner child. Now, keep in mind I am still working on how to truly honor my inner child. And what I learned about healing any past wounds and really embracing the joy, the joy of it, it was basically I did that by starting to create my candles. If you don't know, I'm going to let you know. You probably don't know, but I do make candles. I have an online boutique. I think I said that at the beginning as well at the first episode, but I do have an online boutique where I do sell um, candles that I created. Now, I didn't start creating candles because I have an online boutique and it was just something to sell. I really started doing it because I wanted to find something that took my mind off of those responsibilities that I have to deal with every day, Um, the disappointment that I had to deal with. So I wanted to find something that was creative and also something positive to do. So when I started making candles, I was in a very, very dark spot. So when I did finally make my first candle, it was amazing. Now, if you know about making candles, candles ain't just no melting the wax and then mixing the fragrance and you got a candle. That's really not what it's about. It is a scientific formula that you have to come up with to make the perfect candle, to get the perfect burn, to have the perfect smell 
for the candle to last as long as you want it to last. So all of that is work. And you would think that, oh, why would you want to do it? But when I made the candle and it was a lot of work, it did take me some time to figure everything out, but it was the fun. I felt like I was just having fun and I was free. And what really made me like it is I felt just like I did when I used to make cinnamon rolls with my great aunt doll. Um, and I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't really, really explain that feeling. Just, just a small example of how that made me feel. It was like winning the lottery. And again, that's a small, just a small example of how it made me feel. Just if my relationship with my aunt doll was, oh my goodness, she was my angel, my best friend here on earth when she was here. Uh, we had so much fun together. And I just can't really wrap that feeling up into just one one or two words. It was just amazing. So when I started making candles and I felt that amazing, I knew it was something that I needed to do. And it really had been about 10 years since I felt that way because my aunt died over 10 years ago. So it's been about 10 years since I truly felt like something that I did wasn't just work. It wasn't just something that I was adding to my plate to just do. Um, it was something that was really, really important to me. And it really made me feel special. And it made me feel like I was doing something, like I was making a difference. And it was just a candle. So I don't know how a candle just made me feel like, oh, you're changing the world. But it did. I got that kind of feeling. Like, no, I'm not changing the world with making a candle at all. I do use safe products. I do use eco-friendly products. But that's just a small thing in trying to save the world. But I felt like Superman. Like, I was saving the world like that. That's how I felt when I made my first candle. And I knew it was something that I needed to do. And... I continue to make candles to this day because I don't want to lose that feeling. I do still want to feel that way. And I do feel like it has helped me a lot. <clears throat> it has helped me a lot to maneuver with other issues that come up. Um, it helps me not get overworked or, or anxious or something like that. So it does help with that. And then also, um, I told y'all in the first episode about a year ago, I went to a therapist and I told her that, oh, I'm making candles. And I was, you know, wanted to figure out why does candles make me feel this way? And so I was telling her that I'm making candles and it is doing amazing. Still therapy. I still would suggest that as well on top of making candles or on top of finding something that brings you that type of joy that you're looking for. Um, but she did say with making candles, it could be with the fragrances that I'm using that could help as well. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't really want to just give it to the fragrance. I just want to just say I found something that was mine and that I really could relate to and enjoy. Just like I was making, again, cinnamon rolls with my aunt and... It was it's just amazing. I don't want to dwell too much on that, but that I just can't I just want y'all to know to have that feeling of how that made me feel. And 
let y'all know that if you can find something that gives you that much joy and remind you of something when you were a child that brought you that much joy and it was basically like fuck the world type of joy or what I got going on type of joy, I think you should do that. Stick to it. It doesn't have to be something that you're making to be like a second income or anything like that or an income. It's just something for peace. Like that's the best. Nobody can buy, they can buy, somebody can buy every candle I sell that still wouldn't bring me as much peace and joy as it was for me to make those candles. Um, now enough with that. I did ramble on about that, but finding something creative to do that brings you joy. I feel like that is a great way to start nurturing your inner child. Now, the next important thing that I feel like you would need to do to nurture your inner child is being able to practice self-compassion. Now, Like I just had so much to say about being creative, find something creative to do to bring you peace. I still haven't found self-compassion for myself. I'm I'm here to say it now because I'm my worst enemy. I judge myself very harshly. Um, I... <laughs> It's just something that I do. I've always done. And right now, how I'm dealing with that is just by prayer. Because I do feel like when we we can judge ourselves and be our worst enemy and um I just feel like we're we're being our worst enemy and being harsh on ourselves when it was already in God's plan. As I I said before and I'll say it again, you know, like God makes no mistakes. He did not put us through anything to harm us, to to knock us down to the bottom, to not you know, overcome anything. He didn't give us, he won't put too much on you that you can't bear. Sum it up for you. He won't do that. And I know that. That's the crazy part. I know that. I can tell y'all that. I can tell anybody that. That's one thing I don't like about myself. I'm not going to say don't like. Something I'm working on myself about because I can be less harsh on other people when they tell me they're having issues, I feel like I'm more of a listener for others. I'm a fixer for others. But when it's time to look in the mirror and look at that reflection of myself and be able to guide myself with those same words, because when I'm helping somebody or talking to somebody or listening to somebody, it's genuine. Whatever I tell them is genuine. And I'm giving them this advice because I feel like this is what's going to help you but when it's my turn and I'm not as harsh on anybody, on other people, I'm very harsh on myself. Um, I can make the simplest mistakes and it's like, why would you do that? Now we're going to be set back for such and such amount of time. Um, or I can just, you know, be very, very harsh on myself and not really give myself that self-compassion that I need. Like, okay, it happened because 
it was meant to happen, Quan. Um, it happened because you had no control over it. How did I know this was going to happen? But I can think about, as an example, um, like when I told y'all it took me four years to get an associate's degree. I say it now as a joke, but that really stuck with me. Like you really took four years to get an associate's degree and now look at you 35 years old and you ain't even working a career, you're working a job. These are things I tell myself. And it's really crazy because yeah, I am working a job, but it's a job that I truly enjoy. Um, I'm not aggravated or agitated that I got to go to work or you know, I'm not I'm not feeling depressed because I got to go to work. I got to deal with this. It's something that I really, really do like doing. I'm basically a customer service rep. And I really, because I, I like doing it because to me, I like helping people anyways. So I'm just helping people. I'm being able to have a conversation with somebody that's calling in, that's mad and all this. I'm customer service call center that's calling in and they're mad and all this and that, but I'm able to calm that person down. So for me, it's very rewarding to be a, a customer service rep. It is a headache. It's, it's not for the weak of heart because you can get some people that are mean, saying it nicely. They can be mean. So if you don't have thick skin, then you may need to try, you know, something else. But if you do, you can do it. But, um, so when I think about it now as me trying to be more self-compassionate on myself, that's why I look at that from like, okay, no, I don't have a career. Yes, I do want a career. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be a customer service rep for the rest of my life. That's not what I want to do. I do want to wrap this thing up, you know, maybe in the next five years with customer service so that I can spend more time in my business and in the things that I love, like making candles, being able to do this podcast, because with doing this podcast, it makes me feel just like I did when I started making candles. And so I really want to be able to give more of myself to that because it really, it gives me more joy than it does being on the phone helping somebody. But I can give it another five years, you know, because I have to be an adult. I have to be responsible. So that's where my responsibility comes in. But I know I have to give myself a goal so that I can nurture my inner child with that type of joy that I get from being able to make the candles and sell them and running my boutique and doing this podcast for y'all. Because again, this is amazing. I never thought I would be doing something like this because really and truly I am kind of shy but not really so this is something that I really 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 enjoying doing and again it gives me that that oomph that I need to know like you know yeah I am working just a job but that job not only taking care of my responsibility is also funding what I like to do is funding that extra enjoyment that I'm going that I'm going to get when I do my podcast, when I make my candles. So that's where, you know, I, I get that. But again, I still am working on it because it's hard. It is. <laughs> it's very, very hard. So I, I do ask God to continue to walk with me, to help me see myself or show myself 
the self-compassion that he shows me. And it's not a lot to ask because I want to be able to love myself like God loves me. And I don't think we really think about how much God loves us and how much we should love ourselves just we should then then that we should love ourselves just like he loves us. It's to me I feel like that's important and I forget that sometimes because again God didn't make no mistakes with what he had me go through. He didn't make it a mistake for me to have to get a four-year degree for two a two-year degree in four years. It wasn't a mistake in that. It was meant for me to to go through that. The thing is, if we, he takes us through th- through things, we need to see the lesson that he's trying to teach us. We can't be hard-headed or pig-headed because we don't see the point, you know? So we do have to be able to see that point of why did God allow me to go through this? I know it wasn't to destroy me. It was to help me. So I need to figure out what I need to learn from what he just brought me through. And then while we're, you know, going through that with God, I also think that we should talk to someone and it doesn't have to be a therapist. I feel like it can be a best friend and not just somebody where you'd be like, oh, that's my best friend or a best friend. Hey, not her or him, but somebody that, you know, truly has your best interest in mind. Um. I do have one one person that I can talk to, and I call her my Sarah Jakes, you know, like T.D. Jakes, his daughter. I'm her T.D. Jakes. She my Sarah Jakes. So if you can find somebody that's like that, that's not going to be a yes man to you or somebody that's not always because you're going through something, they kind of want to throw it back up in your face as a na-na-na type of thing. So if you have somebody that you know really want to see you be better, be a better version of yourself, I feel like you can talk to them. Uh, I also feel like, again, you can talk to a therapist. A therapist is not biased. But again, like I said at the first episode, a therapist is not going to work if you don't accept getting that help or you don't feel like they're going to help you. You have to be able, you have to basically go in with an open mind and no judgment of this is not going to be any good or anything like that. You just have to be open-minded to accept the help that the therapist is looking to give you. And basically just a, a safe place. You need to find a space, a safe space to express your feelings and fears that you have. So You can learn how, and they can give you those steps of how to nurture your inner child if you need more steps, because it is more that you can do to help nurture that inner child, but you may need somebody to help you and guide you and and tell you how to do that, because I did, you know, and I still do, because again, I don't have any self-compassion for myself, and I feel like that is, to me, that is my biggest downfall, because again, I could be my biggest critic. So until I learn how to not be my biggest critic and accept the flaws or the mistakes that I made and just improve and learn from that, then I'm going to be stuck. You know, I'm not going to still, I'm still going to have a piece of my inner child that is not fixed. And with that piece, I'm still not going to be able to truly heal. So I do feel like, you know, 
I still need to go back and talk to somebody. And like I said, I am still looking for a therapist. If you all have any suggestions, most definitely let me know. I'm looking into like better talk because I work at night and most of the days I'm asleep. It's kind of excuses, but I'm going to see and look into better help. I have seen some mixed reviews about it. If you know anything, let me know. Um, in my, you can DM me on my Instagram at becoming me underscore discovering you to let me know what you think about better help or what you, who do you think, or I have any suggestions of what I can do to be able to find a therapist within my area. Now, as I wrap up today's episode, I do want to remind all of us because I'm included in that too. Um, healing your inner child takes time and patience. Just like I don't have self-compassion, I don't have much patience either. So I'm working on both of those. (laughs) But be sure you do continue to have that patience. And remember, it does take time. Now, by nurturing your inner child, we are reclaiming our sense of self and allowing ourselves to finally, truly thrive. And again, with nurturing, again, I feel sad again, with nurturing your inner child, you are healing, you are truly healing and starting that first step of being able to move forward or thrive. Now, if you wanted to continue this conversation, all you have to do is head over to our Instagram, and that is, again, becoming me underscore discovering you. And let us know your thoughts under our latest post. And also, you can leave your thoughts if you're listening to me on Spotify. I do have our daily question for each episode. You can most definitely leave your thoughts of today's episodes under that that question as well or on our Instagram. And again, thank you all so, 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 so much for listening. And as always, have a good day. I would like to thank you all for taking time out of your day to listen to today's episode. If you would like to leave some feedback about today's episode, be sure to head over to our Instagram at becomingme underscore discovering you and drop your comment under today's post. It will also be a great help to the podcast if you would leave some feedback as well as rate the show. But until next time, always remember, becoming is a journey, not a destination. Have a great day.